Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When my phone rang, she found us someone new. It's no surprise how life Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You can catch me as the host of the Let's Ride podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, as well as one of the co-hosts, one of the three wheels of the tricycle on the Steelers preview. And you'll catch me on the Steelers Injury Report podcast at times, a Mike Tomlin press conference uh, recap, the uh post-game show on occasion. I'm kind of everywhere, like I said. Uh, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I am the first person to kick off the bi-week bonanza something <laughs> or other the day Scofield coined. Um, nonetheless, it's kind of like where the staff here at Behind the Steel Curtain, those that do podcasts, are going to kind of give their thoughts on the Steelers season thus far, where they see them headed, and as well as maybe some awards for the first six games as, as the Steelers head into their Week 7 by 3-3. Three and three. So, okay, overall thoughts on the, on the season so far is the first question to answer. Um, I have to be honest with you, I remember when the schedule was released, looking at these first six games leading up to the bye week, and a lot of folks were, you know, really stressing how important these early games were, and I agreed 100%. Uh, But when I was asked, you know, what would be an acceptable record at the break, I I think that most people would probably have said 4-2. And And then you think about the games you're playing, most would have chalked up a loss in Buffalo. Uh, Most would have also said that maybe, you know, a slip-up against Seattle or Denver. Things change quickly. Like, no one expected Cincinnati to be as good as they are, at least the way they look right now. Uh, no one expected a rash of groin injuries to hamper players like TJ Watt. Uh, the, the Steelers are three and three, and it's not great. It could be worse, though. We all acknowledge it could be worse. I, I think that this, the one thing that is most disappointing for me, as someone that covers the team, is that there is, and I'm going to be honest, on both sides of the football, there are none. I mean, zero signs of where this team is headed at all. Uh, the confidence in the team kind of finding their their groove or you know really getting on track. You have popcorn, as Mike Tomlin calls it, like blips on the radar, flashes in the pan. Uh, the offense looks great against Denver, struggles at times against Seattle. The defense in the first half against Seattle is dominant, and then the second half can't stop the run to save their lives. That's my overall thought is that the most disheartening thing, we knew there were going to be bumps in the road. We knew there, there was going to be a struggle, especially with the young rookies and that offensive line. But I think we all hoped that heading into the Week 7 bye week, there would be some form of trajectory, some arrow pointing upwards. And I do think it is pointing up, but my goodness, there really just doesn't seem to be that one thing on either side of the football that the Steelers fan base can hang their hat on and say, we do this better than anyone else. Used to be sacking the quarterback, but they really just haven't done it on a consistent basis. Like I said, there really is nothing. So that's my thoughts uh, of the season so far. Next question, 
Who is the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive MVP? I think this is a no-brainer. I'm going to say it's Najee Harris. And the reason why I say it's Najee Harris is he's kind of done it all. Uh, He's had 100-yard receiving game. He's had 100-yard rushing game. He has scored, I believe, three touchdowns. Uh, I could be off by one, but nonetheless, he's he's scored t- scoring touchdowns. He's he's doing everything that the Steelers ask of him, and then some. And this is as a rookie. And so those fans that were out there and say, "Oh, Najee Harris, they, the Steelers shouldn't have taken him. The Steelers should have gone with the O line." I get that sentiment, but at the same time, Najee Harris is a very special talent, and I think that he is the offensive most valuable player in the early stages of this game. And the reason why, I'll say one last thing before I move on to the next question. Could you imagine Benny Snell Jr., Kalen Balaj, uh, Jalen Samuels, Anthony McFarland, any of those players doing what Najee Harris is doing? If you say yes, more power to you, but I'm not. I don't think there's any chance they do. Let's go to the defensive most valuable player. This is kind of a toss-up to me. It's it's between TJ Watt and Cameron Hayward. I'm going to go with Cameron Hayward. He's been the guy that's been there since the get. And it has nothing to do with the contract. has nothing to do with Watt not practicing with the team or playing in preseason games. It has everything to do with Watt getting injured, missing some time. It's been Cam Hayward that has been out there almost nonstop. Yes, he gets substituted for, but ultimately it's Cam Hayward that is the true defensive captain for this this football team. Uh, Cam Hayward so far is having a phenomenal year. Uh, the numbers might not show that, but that's just the position that he plays. I'm going to say Cam Hayward for my defensive MVP. Next, the biggest surprise. The biggest surprise for me, and again, I'm looking at all things considered, I'm going to say that the biggest surprise for me is seventh-round pick out of Oklahoma, Trey Norwood. And the reason why is what I just said. He is a seventh-round draft pick. If you're like me, and even when Mike Tomlin announced this draft pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, he said he is a uh, a Swiss Army knife, I believe was the coin, the term that he coined uh, when talking about Norwood because he plays him as every defensive back position on the football field. It was a seventh-round pick. You're not putting a lot of stock into a seventh-round pick. You're not sitting there thinking to yourself, oh, well, I mean, yeah, seventh-round pick from Trey Norwood? Yeah, he's going to be a big-time player for the Steelers as a rookie. No one thought that. These are players that you wonder, are they going to even make the team? Trey Norwood didn't just make the team. He's making plays. You think about the huge third-down stops against Seattle. That's just the most recent that highlights why he is my biggest surprise so far in this young 2021 regular season. Biggest disappointment. Oof, this could be uh, in a variety of areas. Uh, some players that I'm considering for the biggest disappointment uh, could go with maybe if you want to go with Minka Fitzpatrick for not having the splash plays. I mean, you think about other players like Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, superstar status, but they still find ways to make plays. Um, not going to go with Minka, but he has been a little disappointing. Chase Claypool has been a little disappointing as well, even though he had that huge game, 130 yards and a touchdown against Denver in week five. I'm actually going to go with a player that played pretty well on Sunday night, but I'm still going to stick with it. I'm going to go with my biggest disappointment is is Alex Highsmith. Uh, nothing against him as a man, but he just is not performing. He did a great game against Seattle. Sunday night football, primetime stage, played 100% of the defensive snaps, which is pretty incredible, actually. Good against the run. He just hasn't gotten to the quarterback. Only one and a half sacks. Both came against Geno Smith. Uh, he didn't even register a quarterback hit until that game in week six. So, 
I think that, that maybe, hopefully, this disappointment comes and becomes a surprise in the second half after the bye week and Highsmith starts to kind of find his groove. But thus far, it's been a disappointment. I had huge expectations, really high hopes for Alex Highsmith, and it just hasn't gone the way that I had hoped. And that means it's a disappointment. The best and the worst moments so far from the 2021 season. For me, the best moment, um, there's been there's been several. Uh, winning in Buffalo was was a lot of fun. Uh, no one saw that one coming. Uh, I don't think anyone, I mean, I always predict the Steelers to win, but it doesn't mean I necessarily believed or thought in my heart of hearts that they were actually going to pull off that upset win. That was a pretty special win. Uh, you think about how they scored in all three phases. Uh, I'm going to say that was probably the best moment so far, just because of the magnitude of the win. No one expecting it. The fan base was just, aw- they were just all fired up. And, and the worst moment <laughs> is what came after, and that was the three-game skid. And I know that that's kind of cheating this system here and saying, not just one moment, but three, and three straight losses when you think about how they lost to the Raiders, and then how they lost to the Bengals, and then how they lost to the Packers, and you're just sitting there thinking to yourself, what in the world happened to that week one team in Buffalo? That was the worst moment. It felt like a downward spiral. It felt like they were just out of control, spinning, uh, just not good, just not good football. They seem to have rebound, obviously, winning two in a row, heading to the bye week. But so that's my best and worst moments so far. And the last question here as I wrap up my uh, BTSC staff bye week bonanza breakdown whatever, I, I can't remember what he calls it. Where do the Steelers go from here? That's the question. And I, on offense, I'm going to break this down, offense and defense. On offense, the Steelers, where do they go from here is they have to become a running football team. You saw a little bit of this against Seattle when Seattle was loading the box and they were still able to garner positive run plays. That's what this offense needs to become. Get Ben Roethlisberger in down and distances that are really – you know, positive in in terms of his skill set at this age stage of his career. So you want to get Ben Roethlisberger in those third and fours, second and five, uh, third and three. That's where the short passing game can thrive. You can convert those third downs easily. That's Ben Roethlisberger's bread and butter at this stage of his career. So you want to get there by being a running football team, controlling the clock, keeping the opposition off the field, but you have to finish those drives and touchdowns. But I think that it, that's where the Steelers' offense needs to go from here is really developing into a running football team, a team that's not going to abandon it, and they're going to grind it out. That's what this team needs to be with Najee Harris toting the rock. On defense, this the team needs to, where do they need to go from here? They need to become opportunistic. And when I say that, I think the Steelers, as a defense, are still very talented. If they can get some players healthy, I still don't believe that the players that suffered the groin injuries, hamstring pulls, uh, even Roethlisberger's pec and hip, and the, these are injuries that linger, and sometimes they just need time to rest. With the bye week, you hope they get that rest, like T.J. Watt, uh, Cam Sutton, James Washington, Devin Bush, all these players nursing these injuries. You're hoping that when they come off the bye week, they are they are ready to go. They are ready to go. And if they can become opportunistic and start creating turnovers, that, that's something they haven't done. They led the NFL in interceptions in 2020, and they have not come close to that in 2021. Become opportunistic, take the football away, give the offense extra possessions that they will need to put points on the board, and this team will be able to beat anyone. I still do believe that. You might not, but I do. So that's it for me. 
the very first of this BTSC bi-week bonanza something. <laughs> Dave's going to hate me for that, but it's okay. All right, folks, that's it. Uh, make sure you check out all of these podcasters that are going to be doing these, answering the same questions so you'll get to hear different takes. Uh, yeah, we might all take Najee Harris as our MVP on offense, but who is it on defense? What was our best moment, our worst moment? Make sure you check those out. Uh, and as I always finish out all my podcasts, in case you've never listened to any of them, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Go Steelers.